Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Realty Income Corporation, ticker symbol O. So we're looking at Realty Income today as a subscriber request. Realty Income is a REIT whose stock price is down 10% over the past year. Although that's a decline over the past year, that's still better than what the S&P 500 has done over this period. Right now, Realty Income is trading for $64.08 per share. Over five years, the company's stock price has compounded at a rate of 3% annually. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of 4% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, realty income is compounding at a rate of just under 6% annually. Keep in mind that their average dividend yield over this period would be in addition to this compounded annual return. Right now, realty income is paying out a 4.6% dividend, which is nearly three times better than that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF. And additionally, over the last 10 years, realty income has averaged about a 4.5% dividend yield. So again, that would be in addition to this compounded annual return. Realty income right now is trading snugly between their 52-week high and their 52-week low. A little over 3% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short. And realty income has about a $40 billion market cap. So they are a large business. So for more background about the business, realty income is a real estate investment trust or a REIT. REITs are companies that own, operate, or finance income-producing properties. And REITs have a requirement of paying out a minimum of 90% of their taxable income in the form of dividend shareholders each year. Realty income is famous for paying out monthly dividends rather than quarterly dividends. They're a member of the S&P 500 and one of the only constituents to do so. Realty income owns more than 6,500 real estate properties, most of which are freestanding single tenant triple net leased retail properties. Its properties are located in 49 states and Puerto Rico and leased to over 250 tenants from 47 different industries. Recent acquisitions have added industrial office manufacturing and distribution properties, which make up roughly 17% of revenues. To date, the company has declared 608 consecutive common stock dividends throughout its 52-year operating history, and it's increased its dividend payouts 109 times since Realty Income was publicly listed in 1994. This means that the company is also special in the fact that it's a dividend aristocrat, so dividend aristocrats are members of the S&P 500 who have consecutively increased their dividends for each of the past 25 years. In the case of Realty Income, they've consecutively increased their dividends for each of the past 28 years. They have the prominence and standing of being one of the very few REITs who have this dividend aristocrat status. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Realty Income based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still a work in progress, and it's one of the first times that we're applying the select six analysis to a REIT, so I would love to get feedback on the analysis as the ultimate goal is to continue to improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average returns on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for 14% or higher here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety first based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Realty income has earned returns on capital that have been below 5% in all five of these years. Their returns on capital have declined somewhat since the COVID-19 pandemic, and over their last 12 months, they're only earning about a 3% return on capital. So average out over this period, realty income is only earning about 4% average returns on capital. That's below that of a typical business. So this is an X to start things off on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. We're looking for for revenue, net income, and cash from operations growth here for a REIT. 
This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time frame, realty income has more than doubled their revenues. Their earnings are up more than double as well. And that's the same for their cash from operations when we're including their last 12 months worth of numbers. Even though their returns on capital have declined over this time frame, the business has actually grown. And so this is our first check of the day coming in here on metric number two. Next up for metric number three here, we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at realty income on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. And so we learned in the previous metric that their earnings are up by more than double over this period. However, earnings are just the numerator in this earnings per share equation. So we also want to take a look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding. Realty income has massively diluted shareholders throughout this time frame. They've more than doubled their shares outstanding, and they've done so pretty consistently across a lot of these different years. This comes in large part because realty income issues shares for many of their acquisitions. This huge share issuance to make an acquisition was, was why the company's revenues, earnings, and free cash flows have doubled over their last 12 months. So it's really important that anytime a business is making an acquisition and especially any time a business is issuing shares to make an acquisition that the company is getting more value than the price that they're paying especially in share-based acquisitions that really requires a more nuanced and more in-depth perspective of the company that you're only going to be able to get through reading through their corporate filings and really doing your own due diligence. However, even with this big shareholder dilution, their earnings are still up over this period at a rate that just slightly outpaces that. Over their last 12 months, realty income has earned $1.11 worth of earnings for each share. And so that's just slightly up from where they were at in 2017. So this is another check here on metric number three. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Their free cash flows are up at a rate that just slightly outpaces the shareholder dilution as well. Realty income has earned $3.92 worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months for each share that they've had outstanding. So their free cash flow per share are up over this period. This is another check here on metric number four. And so far through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for realty income. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So typically we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. For a REIT, we want their net debt, which is their long and short-term liabilities minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of cash from operations that they produced over the last five years. Realty income added on quite a bit of net debt in 2021. They ended fiscal 2021 with $15.7 billion worth of net debt. And since then, they added on an additional $1 billion worth of debt. So right now, they have $16.7 billion worth of net debt. Most of this comes from long-term debt that the company has taken out to pay for real estate acquisitions. Realty income has acquired more than $7.7 billion worth of properties in their last year alone. And over the last five fiscal years, they've only produced $5.3 billion worth of cash from operations, meaning that on an average basis of their historical cash flows, they would not be able to support this current debt load. However, because of these acquisitions, their cash from operations have significantly increased. Over their last 12 months, they brought in $2.3 billion in cash from operations. While it does look like between the fact that the company added on quite a bit of debt and issued a lot of shares to make these acquisitions happen, that the business would still be overly extended based off of their current cash from operations. That would be closer to being more manageable for the business going forward. Either way you've sliced it here, they've taken out quite a bit of debt in recent years, and so this is an X on metric number five. If this high debt load is a potential concern for you, you would want to dig in and learn about this debt load in deeper detail. The company will break this out on their filings, and you'll get a better perspective of how the debt is structured when it reaches maturity and what rates the debt is at. <clears throat> so to recap where we stand currently, 
Through our first five metrics, we have three checks and two X's for realty income. Mm-hmm. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average cash from operations divided by their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And it's going to give us a more accurate economic picture of the business as if they were a private company. So right now, realty income has has a $57 billion total enterprise value. And we learned that over the last five years, they produced $5.3 billion in cash from operations, meaning that in an average year, they're earning just over $1 billion in cash from operations. So when we divide their $1 billion average cash from operations by their $57 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us just under a 2% cash from operations to enterprise value yield for the business. So on an average basis here, this is below the yield of the 10-year treasury, and this is below that 5% risk premium we're ideally looking for. And so this is an X on metric number six. Again, as we learned in our previous metric, their cash from operations are up significantly over their last 12 months. Over their last 12 months, they produced more than $2.3 billion in cash from operations. So to get a current cash from operations to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $2.3 billion of their last 12 months of cash from operations by their $57 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 4% current cash from operations to enterprise value yield for the company. So while that would be slightly above the yield of that of the 10-year treasury, that's again, though, below that 5% benchmark we're ideally looking for. So even though this is an X here on metric number six, this doesn't mean that you're going to toss this business out in its entirety. It just means that it's likely that the business is more appropriately priced right now by the market. And keep in mind that this is only one of our six metrics. So while these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. Then as a bonus here, we're looking at Realty Income's dividend profile. So again, Realty Income is both a dividend aristocrat. They've consecutively increased their dividend payouts for each of the past 28 years, and they're paying out an above average dividend yield of 4.6%. As a REIT, the company has to pay out 90% of their after-tax cash flows as common dividends to shareholders. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to determine whether or not these dividends are going to be well-supported by that business. Because of this requirement for REITs to pay out 90% of their cash flows as dividends, what really matters for realty income is how their free cash flows have performed over this period. Again, we learned that their free cash flows have grown over this time frame, so it's no surprise that their dividends have grown as well. Keep in mind, though, that it does look like the business is pressing itself for more growth, especially recently, as they've massively diluted shareholders over this time frame, and they've added on quite a bit of debt, racking up more than what it looks like their cash from operations can currently support. So it looks like the business has been finding some creative ways to finance itself into growth more recently. And so again, to understand where their cash flows are going to be at in the future, you just want to dig in deeper and read through the company's filings, more expert understanding of the business. In just a minute, we'll talk about our recap for realty income, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around the key points for a potential long or potential short thesis of the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for realty income, number one, realty income's operating history, defined underwriting criteria, and expanded portfolio transparency should give shareholders comfort while also maintaining management accountability. Number two, with reasonable leverage and ample liquidity, realty income should have the financial flexibility to take advantage of any attractive investment opportunities that may become available. And number three, realty income provides a a reliable, albeit slow-growing monthly dividend built on a steadily performing underlying portfolio through various market conditions. Then for some of the potential key points around a short thesis of the business, number one, rising interest rates reduce the spread between acquisition cap rates and financing costs, sapping management of its abilities to create value through continued external growth. 
Number two, the value of realty income's long-term leases, which altogether exhibit minimal built-in rent growth, are particularly susceptible to rising interest rates and inflation. And number three, it will take an increasingly greater volume of attractive risk-adjusted acquisitions to create meaningful shareholder value growth, possibly pushing realty income to take more risks as competition expands for its traditionally targeted assets. So hopefully that offers a potentially balanced perspective around some of the key points for both a potential long and a potential short thesis of the company. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, Realty Income checks the box on three out of six of our metrics. They've grown pretty strongly over the last five years because of large acquisitions that were funded by both increased long-term debt as well as massive shareholder dilution, more than doubling their shares outstanding over this period. While they're earning below average returns on their capital, they have managed to grow their cash from operations by quite a bit. However, it does look like they have a large amount of absolute debt that they've taken on. To determine whether or not this is going to be a potential issue for the company, you'd want to dig into how this debt is structured, when it matures and what rates it's at. And then both a current and an average basis of their cash from operations to their enterprise value yield and comparing that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, it does not look like the business would be offering us that ideal risk premium that we'd ideally be seeking. Although it does look like their current cash from operations to enterprise value yield is above the yield of the 10-year treasury currently. Then looking at their dividend profile, because they're a real estate investment trust and they have to pay out 90% of their after-tax earnings as dividends to shareholders, realty income's abilities to continue paying dividends out into the future are really going to depend on where the company's free cash flows are at. So it's worth being mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about realty income. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the underlying essence of that company and understand what's important and what's not important for the business going forward. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of realty income, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for realty income will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Realty Income Corporation, ticker symbol O. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request. 
Realty income is also a dividend aristocrat that pays out an above average dividend yield that's paid out in monthly rather than quarterly dividends. So they have the claim to fame as being the monthly dividend company. This was one of our first times applying the select six analysis to real estate investment trusts. So I'd love to get feedback on the analysis. I'm not an expert on REITs, but I would love to dig in and learn more over time. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, comment below any feedback you have for the video and what company you want to see me analyze next. Thanks for learning about realty income with me and have a great day.